And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it to another wonderful Wednesday. Uh, my name is Sean. I welcome you to Weekly Games Chat. Uh, to those of uh, to those of you who have heard this before, welcome back. To those of you here for the first time, welcome home. Um, yeah, I'm not by myself. I usually have at least one other person. Today I have two again. My boys, my homies, the better half of any equation you put him into. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to now welcome John and his fine voice to the show. John? I am so thrilled to be with you. Thanks for having me on, John. <laughs> we are always one together. And uh, you guys, uh, I don't think he's a ghost anymore. Could be wrong. You know, let's just let's let the conspiracies roll. Chris and his deep sexiness. What's up, Chris? What up? <laughs> and he just says what up in the highest voice ever. John's active. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll answer the question if I'm a ghost by the end of the year. Well, we don't, no, no, no. You can't answer the question. It's like you can't come up with your own nickname. It can't be done. You know, <laughs> it's it's a thing done by other people. But I think John was yawning and said he's already drunk. No, he's I'm already I'm already tired. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, man, you got like. What'd you do the last 11 years? Yeah, what what happened, buddy? It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Been a, it's been a long four years. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Last week, I was thinking about this. John mentioned that the audience, as you listen to this, would already know what all, you know, you should know and possibly could know all the details from the AMD, oh. um, you know, little thing they had. <clears throat> excuse me. They had what is happening. Uh, but you know, this week we have something similar. It's called the American election, but I have bad news for you. I don't think you're going to know the outcome of that by the time you hear this. If you listen on Wednesday, the day of the show, boys, do you think I'm wrong on that? I guess it just remains to be seen because we've never been in this situation. So we don't know how these States are going to be able to handle the vote as far as absentee. And, you know, I, I'm guessing it'll probably be different case by case yeah. basis, but I would put money on the fact that yes, it would be more likely than not that it probably won't be till the end of the week that we know, which is a little weird. It is weird. I, I can't, rec- I personally can't recall the last time I didn't know a president other than the, uh, 2000, was it? Yeah. The 2000 election. That was, that was the anomaly in Florida jokes left and right and all that stuff. But I mean, it's still a good time. I was, I left the voting booth today, boys. And I kind of nerded out to the wife. I talked to her. I said, I, it's just a good feeling when you, when you get to exercise your right to vote. Um, Cause I told her, I was like, you know, don't ever, don't ever forget that this is something that not everybody gets to do. True. You know, there are some places in the world that you just, it's not a democracy and you can't choose. And it is what it is. If you happen to listen to this show and you don't have the chance to vote, um, I can't tell you how special it is. It is it is a really cool thing. I did put out on our Twitter feed, Weekly Games Chat on Twitter, um, that today was election day in America. And if you're in America, go vote. You know, don't be a lazy sack of potatoes. Right, John? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if you don't understand the separation of powers or if you can't name who the Secretary of State is, regardless of who you support, I'd say stay home. That's you know, this whole notion of you should, everybody should vote. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. I understand the sentiment in general, and I don't mean to crush your, uh, your, your, you didn't crush me. You didn't but, crush me. Um, if, if you're stupid, don't vote. 
you're um <laughs> you're throwing big words at me like soliloquy. I'm gonna take it as a sign of disrespect. Uh, you should. <laughs> I was gonna try to do the Kevin Hart angle and the uh, forty year old virgin. Watch your mouth. Uh, yeah, watch your mouth. <laughs> That's a good time. Speaking of things that we've watched, like, you know, the 40 year old virgin, possibly, or anything else, uh, boys, we kind of took Mandalorian, 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 baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Uh, things happened in the Mandalorian. We all three watched it. Yeah. Thoughts, prayers, get it going. I thought it was a solid first episode. I'm interested. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> and you got a little better there on the I'm in, but I was kind of like, is that, is that it? That's what he's going to say. Solid. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because you know there are nice little things in that episode. You, I think they. You it think was, Baby it, Yoda dying was nice? That I'm tired of those shirts. <laughs> so yes, the kid is done. Okay. Can you imagine the face of someone who's listening who hasn't watched it and they're like, "Wait, I was more so." Did you say? I was more so surprised that it was the ghost of Yoda that did it. <laughs> so. Isn't that crazy? Right. But yeah, rooted I, on by the ghost of Luke Skywalker. You know I'm I'm, I'm all for this because it it almost feels like I don't know how to describe it, like I like the Mandalorian because in a way it's serialized right it, in some way, but it reminds me a lot of Doctor Who in the sense of yes, the whole plot of what's going on. There's obviously some serialized undertones, but any episode could be about something. And it can be interesting in that hour, right? Like if one episode is bad, doesn't necessarily mean the next one isn't going to be a home run. Um, so I've kind of like, it's nice to have a show like that. I haven't had that in a while. Um, but as I finally got caught up on the Mandalorian over the summer and now watching this, I'm slowly realizing like, Oh wow, I really do like this kind of television. So it's, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next week. It could be a completely different type of setup and circumstances that they're dealing with. Um, you're, but you're right. I, and I like glued. that about the show. It, 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 I love shows that have weekly occurrences because they can cliffhanger you on, you know, episode, whatever next week, not even touch on it, go somewhere completely different because they're tying it all together and you need to get all of that to, uh, you know, to enjoy the story as a whole. I, um, my thoughts and prayers on it was, was, uh, I think I kind of share, I don't know how much we can say, but off air, John mentioned something and I kind of felt the same way. Um, there's something we get to see in the episode. Uh, and we get a, or do you, or do you, um, <laughs> and you possibly, or maybe not, but kind of, do you, don't you get a payoff at the end? Um, it's good stuff. I, I think, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say the popularity of the Mandalorian is going to keep people subscribing to that old Disney plus, which, uh, they know I, I, John, I see why they got rid of that one video game. We liked, they had ideas like Disney plus in the pipeline. (laughs) Yeah, but still, I still miss that video game. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was listening to a radio show on the way to vote guys. And, uh, Fun fact about me, I don't give these a lot. My favorite football player on the professional level of all time, who would you think it is? Sean Alexander. It is not Sean. Sean Alexander is number two. I just remember you used to wear that mm-hmm. jersey. Uh, I love Sean Jerry Alexander. Rice? Number three. Steve Young? Number four. <laughs> What's going on here? 
Joe Montana. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a 49ers fan to this day, but growing up, this is going to be a big hint. Walter Payton. I love the Denver Broncos. Ah, uh, John Elway. Yes. And the news broke today that John Elway, along with Broncos CEO Joe Ellis, both tested positive for COVID nineteen. Ah. Huh. Yeah. I did not like that news. He's my boy. Uh, the first ever, I think, professional jersey anyone ever bought me had a friend named Mike who went out to Denver on a trip and brought me home an Elway jersey. It was very, it was very nice. Huh? Oh, um, you know, to go ahead and pivot since I did that. Pivot. Have you, have you finished uh, Borat number two, second movie production film? I have what? not started it. Yeah, I haven't finished it either. It's crazy. Yeah, I, it's nothing. I guess it. It's just right now my focus. I don't think we're going to finish it, Chris. Is what I'm getting at. We <laughs> talked about it last week, and we didn't finish it. It's something <sighs> like to me. I just have to be in the right mood for something like that. You know? Yeah, and, and I I say that like I think with those kind of movies, the reason why it was effective, like whether one out when saw Bruno or Borat, right? When you go yeah. to the theater, you sit down and you know you're locked in there for two hours. And, and no matter how hard he might make you squirm at certain things, you're, you're there. Just, right. Yeah, you're there. Like, well, this is what's happened. I'm not going to leave my friends. So here I got I'm these like nachos. I got this coke. Yeah, you know. Here, seeing like some of the things that I saw um, early on in the film, I was like, Whew, and I would just pause and walk away from it, and I wouldn't come back to it because we would be get to talking right or whatever. Um yeah. and you know, I just haven't picked it up again. It's nothing against it. What I what I did pick up uh, on Netflix was something that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, Netflix original called The Queen's Gambit. Did I saw that guys... was uh, ranked in top 10 there of things. Yeah, so. and I think that's why I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know how sometimes you, you're cycling through what you want to watch next on Netflix and you kind of stay on a title and it ran the preview and I was like, not bad. I mean, it's centered around chess and, and the main character is a, I think it's based on a true story. I think it's based on uh, auto chess. No. Oh, Mike D's good, out. Good try. Good try. Uh, but yeah, it, it ended up being pretty, I want to look into more of it. I, I'm an okay chess player, but I'm never, ever going to be a, uh, what do they call it? Grandmaster of chess. You that's, guys, that's probably, that's probably a good call at this point. Bobby yeah, for sure. I, I think you, yeah, yes, right. I'm nowhere near Bobby. I do love chess though. I really do. So that's what I'm currently watching. Are you guys hooked on anything currently other than the Mandalorian? I mean, the Mandalorian, we can't be, but every Friday, but anything? Um, I spent the last uh, couple of weeks while I was um, at my dad's house um, getting reacquainted with The Walking Dead. I watched, I, I rewatched um, the last half of season nine and then watched uh season 10 and i gotta say uh it's um it's gotten a lot better um as far as content goes and then you know i've and then i just i restarted fear the walking dead so i'm kind of in a walking dead kick these days i think that's i think that's not a weird thing i think it did you take a break like i did from it not as much as you did. I, I, do you not watch it at all? I don't think you do. No, but so this is a long break for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so this is break seeing, is very seeing loose some term. of the stuff. Exactly, 
seeing some of the stuff that they're showing on the Fear the Walking Dead promos, I'm kind of like, hmm, is it time, boys? Well, it time? They're is completely Marvel be? Cinematic universing this 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 property. Um, there are three episodes into a brand new show called the world beyond the walking dead. Um, so I'm going to give that a try, but to me, fear the walking dead was a surprisingly good show because they didn't have to lean on any source material. They could just, it was about a family who started the whole crisis in Los Angeles and kind of shows you how society broke down. It was a very fascinating first two seasons. Um, and then, you know, then it then it went into the post apocalyptic type universe, but it's I, th- I think it's a the, from what I've seen from Fear the Walking Dead, it's very solid, very solid show. They're on their final season now for the regular one, right? And the next one going to be the last one. They're kind of doing a um, they're kind of doing a Mad Men Breaking Bad type style yeah. finale. They're doing they're doing the first half of season ten in twenty twenty one, and then the second half in twenty twenty two. So we've got you know we've got a lot more to go. I think it's uh, twelve episodes, and then another twelve episodes. Cool. Do you know what I don't have a lot more to go on, John? Hmm. This segment? <laughs> no, no, that's funny. <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two. I beat it, buddy. Oh, you did it. well, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need something from you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's on the early list of games of the year for me. There you go. I do have some. I do have some some complaints, but when I weigh those in comparison to the entire experience, Chris pointed out that I had a unique perspective. Uh, I got to play a lot of the game prior to my accident. I was forced to take a long break, so the other half that I played. It just probably felt different for me. I wish it did. Uh, different. Yeah, than than you know, a lot of people who played it straight through. But yeah, yeah. Chris also called me the Homelander of video game players today. Um, um it's like I just saw the rage come out. <laughs> what happened? But oh, not in the rage can't, that can't, like can't it, say it's not the rage spoilers. like a, it's a spoiler. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the rage of like something keeps beating me, but it's the rage of. Taking, die, die, die. Yeah, taking his <laughs> violence out in the end. I was like, all right, Homelander, this is explaining so much about the boys. Oh, now. my God. It's so funny. But, yeah. Chris, where are we on time? We Did we hit 15? Yeah, we're there right now. We're I, pretty I, good. Okay. I would say you I watched something, but uh, the only thing I watched was the documentary, and I don't think anyone here would be interested in it. You never know, dude. You can <laughs> okay. say what documentary it is. Let's do it. Uh, It's actually based off a book that I have read. Boo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is called The Soul of America, uh, which was John McEachin's last book, and they turned that into it. It's an interesting introspective. Who? John McEachin. John Meacham? Meacham, sorry. I don't know why I said McEachin. Thank you. Because you needed John to remind you that that was wrong. Yeah. You needed that in your life. Because but, yeah. I was like, who the, who the hell is John McEachin? <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's his latest book and kind of going over moments in just history. Uh, and I found it very interesting. George Sakai made an appearance. Hey, Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. But it's on HBO, uh, max. If you care to check it out. All right, cool. Well, if you guys are ready, we can go ahead and go to our topic. Uh, we, ladies and gentlemen, we may push through. It may seem like we're going fast. That is 
somewhat, <laughs> somewhat our intent, but some also not our intent because it is election night. We're excited to see how this plays out and drink <laughs> and drink. I'm not excited. Um, I also have to go pick up apparently a large thing that arrived on my porch, Pizza? which by the way, guys is a hand truck that can go up and down stairs easy. Oh, like one of those ones that has the sliders on the back? Yeah, the no, 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 no. You know, the, not that. No, this has like 17 wheels. It's crazy. Oh, it's, awesome. It's from the future. <laughs> Does that mean you don't See, have to good. ask for help now? Yeah, think? I don't have to have you bail out on me. This is a joke. Don't, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. You never you know, asked me to bail out on Right, exactly. <laughs> this is a joke. Let's make sure that's right. And John, you know. We call him See, Christian John. Bale. <laughs> I really wish you guys could see this podcast because when we, a lot of this stuff that I'd like, I just did, I set it up for the visual and you miss it because it's not a visual podcast. Yet. You're not as clear as you think you are yet. It's going to be now you're it's almost at 18 minutes and we're going to the topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now arrived at the topic of this week's episode. Chris, let's tell everybody what the topic is. Watch Dogs Legion! Yeah. That's what we're talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> Feels so thought, mixed up. I thought, uh, oh, no. <laughs> I got to change. I got to do things. No, uh, but real talk, Chris, uh, Chris was the only guy out of us three who got the game. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, think I'm also the only guy out of the three of us who's played the first two, right? Yeah, I played the second one for a little bit. Didn't really get into it. You mm -hmm. played one and two. You were very excited about Legion. You have been, you know, you've been steadfast about that excitement. Uh myself i thought at one point i had kind of went into the lane and was going to be there with you mm -hmm. and then it just faded john i reached out to him one day right before the game came out and i was like do you have any excitement for this game and he was like honestly no <laughs> i used i used to i used yeah. to just um I, it just couldn't sell me at the end mm -hmm. it's and it's not i don't want to lead off with that thinking that we're bashing the game i'm because yeah, you know, we're not saying F this game, but Chris played it. Uh, let's be honest from the front. Uh, I think he's played it for about 10 hours. Yeah. And this could this could very well set up a part one type scenario where Chris comes back later if needed, and we talk about how it ends up for him. Who knows? So, But uh, anyway, let's back up from the mics, and let, let's let Chris tell us all about Watchdog Legions. So prepare yourself for Watchdogs Legion part two episode in July of 2021 <laughs> next year <laughs> when we're struggling. Um, yeah. So this one is interesting because, uh, it is one, the first without a main character in here, right? You know, the first game was Adrian Pierce, who basically is the guy who tried to be Batman without wearing a mask. 
Was uh, it just Aiden Pierce, Chris? Or Aiden Pierce. Yeah, I can't remember. Did you do the McKetchup thing on us again? Yeah, no. I, I can't even remember. It's fine. Uh, it's, and it's then fine. the second game was Marcus. I can't even remember his last name, but he was kind of like a a millennial Gen Z person, right? You know, kind of being hip and cool, tagging up uh, San Francisco and all of that. Uh, but yeah, this one, there is no main character because the idea is that I, I would believe that watchdogs are... are I'm sorry, dead sec itself and specifically it's London operation is the main character and it's your job to build it up and define, uh, what you want to be as far as who's in there and who's not. Um, yeah, the backtrack real quick. Marcus Holloway was the main character ah, okay. of watchdogs too. Okay. You were right on it with Marcus. Good job. Yeah. I remember Marcus. Marcus is probably my favorite character they've done. And he was very before. cool. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely been missing him so far uh during my experience it's also a little bit different because while the first two games take place roughly in the years that they came out so like what the original watchdogs i think was 2013 2014 and then the sequel was 2016 2017 and they correspond to those time periods this one actually is taking a leap in time and it's supposed to be a london uh that is kind of closer to the end of the 20s to early 30s here so you know about 10 year jump and of course uh, it's also big because in the first game the uh, ctos the central uh operating pro uh system or whatever it's called which is basically the main ai that is monitoring life right and is the intrusion if you will of potential government and private companies into people's lives to take advantage of them uh, it started in that first game and it's kept building in all this time. So now you're actually seeing what that system and just the natural progression that comes from it in AI, what it's supposed to look like in a city 10 years later, right? So London here has drones going everywhere. It has automated, not just automated uh, vehicles, but taxis are all automated. They have cars where there's not even a driving wheel. There's just, you know, kind of like uh, if you remember Minority Report a little bit, like those pods, right? Yeah. Like where yeah. people would just have two people on each side kind of designed to sit. Um, there's AR and VR type stuff going on all around you. You know, there's a heck of a lot more clean technology, things that are obviously electric. Like you can just tell the difference between certain vehicles when you get into them, that this is something that is electric powered. Um, and you know, it, it definitely gives maybe an idea of, you know, I wouldn't say 100% where we're going, but it gives an idea of where we could go as far as tech in the very near future, right? If certain things were to plan out. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> the way it builds itself up is at the start of the game, the one actually true scripted main character that everyone will play is, is this guy named Bagley and he's on a mission because there's a group that's trying to blow up parliament. Uh, and he goes to parliament gets there, uh, and he stops it. But in the process, it's revealed that actually this is a larger, just one piece of a larger operation by this terrorist group called zero day. And they go on to blow up, multiple parts of London uh, and frame dead sec in the process of this. 
And then we kind of do like this skip forward about maybe six or seven months. Bagley has died at this, right? During this uh, attack. And what we get is this, uh, this company, this security company called Albion, no relation to um, Fables Albion, <laughs> um, comes in and basically sets up a very military society. Basically, like the government has said, hey, you guys have uh, the central processing operational system. You have, you know, all this militia and everything else. Help us get control over our city. So they, of course, take over and now they're using uh, all this AI to track down people that they say are like dead sec or people that um, they think are potential threats to their company. You have people in the uh, crime world that are using all this to their advantage to basically push through certain things that they want and to work with that, with that company to get goals uh, to make themselves more rich through their actions, right? Uh, you have immigrants being basically deported out. Uh, you know, I first being looked like rounded up kind of like Japanese internment camps, but then eventually the goal to ship them all out to Europe, like all of this is happening in this game. It's like, it's amazing for Ubisoft who has been kind of not very political in their political games is being very, very political about some really big issues that are going on in the world to some extent stent right now and could become bigger things in the near future so it's like oh wow that's different um well it, it, it might be a surprise that they went that route politically yeah. but it's not that surprise that much stuff's in the game no. considering it got delayed forever right so at least it, they it, had it at least they used the, the the time you know to actually put stuff in the game yeah um so the so again the draw of the game is that the idea is you can dead sec can be anyone in this so the person who was kind of like the leader of DeadSec has started an operation kind of to re- rebuild the brand. Uh, her name is Sabine, I believe. And From Star Wars Rebels? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah. uh, you know, you're going out there and the idea is you want to, like the first character, they give you kind of like a list of like 12 characters to pick from. They all have their pluses and minuses. Some might be really good with guns or might be really good at hacking. Uh, some might be like come with, unique vehicles or tools that others don't have right and the idea of course is to build things to help the way that you want to play um but as you go forward through the opening hours it then becomes hey um (laughs) it becomes this operation of introducing you to the idea of recruiting people based on their set of skills and it's very easy like you basically you're just walking around you hold down the left uh the lb button and you can scan and you can see like, hey, this is their pros, their weaknesses. If they have like certain perks, it will give you all that breakdown right there. I and wonder how that was going to work out. Yeah. Well, so Chris, how does it how does it pitch that to you in the world? Do are are they all sleeper agents or are no. they just people that you train? No. So, um, are you the, just taking Granny off the street, basically? The idea is uh, they actually get you to a mission early on in the game, right, where you need to go into a construction area, right. So they tell you, hey, let's go to this area because there's a bunch of construction people there and we'll start scanning. And you're kind of looking for traits because you, uh, DedSec has their own very hyper-intelligence AI, so it can pull in all this information and figure out this might be someone who is very susceptible to the ideas of, you know, being anti-Albion and at this point maybe also anti-government, right? 
because people are fed up. They're feeling controlled more than ever. They're just living in fear is the idea here. Um, so like the guy I scouted, he had a brother who had been done wrong. So I had to go do a loyalty or basically like a loyalty or whatever recruitment mission, whatever you want to call it. Right. Where they have some issue you need to resolve for them. You go and do it. And afterwards you ask them to join dead and they do it. Um, and this is kind of like where you get into the first thing where you're seeing the, the veil of what they're doing kind of crumble a little bit, which is that it's always feels like the same thing. It's either I need to go to recruit someone and it's talk to them. They send you off to do something. It's either to go destroy something to go, you know, steal something or mainly to go hack something. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, come back and they always join. I haven't had a person not yet joined to be fair. There are some people you'll see on the phone. They have a thumbs down that kind of says, Hey, they're not as open to you being in dead sec at this point. Uh, and I think the idea of that is whereas Assassin's Creed, you're climbing the towers to liberate or, you know, kind of unlock the map. The way it goes here is that, uh, there are certain activities in every zone of London that if you do, it basically leads the area to be, uh, I wouldn't say anarchy, but you know, on dead sex side, right. Um, defiant. I think that's what they call it. They call it being defiant. And once you do that, I believe it's supposed to come easier to, uh, to recruit those people who might not be as a huge on dead sec outright. Um, but that said, I haven't really had a reason to do that. And I think that's in part because Honestly, from what I've seen from the game so far, early on I got that construction guy, right? The construction guy I had happened to have a cargo drone. So I can hop on this cargo drone, hack it, and then make it go up and down, fly all around London on it, which is cool. Um, And then he also has a spider bot. So I would just like fly to an area, stop, throw out my spider bot, and then just start going through the level, you know, as, as I needed to, to accomplish all the objectives. Right. Um, the problem with that is I haven't had a reason to really deviate from that at all. Like there hasn't been something that's pulled me to say, I need to go recruit X, Y, and Z right now. Um, sorry, my phone just went off. It's all all good. It's probably our buddy, Josh. No, it's not. It's our buddy, Mikey, actually, of all people. Um, right. Mikey. What up, Mikey? If you're listening, what up? He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Florida people don't listen to us. Wait, what? Hey, Florida. Not true. Um, Not true. <laughs> but yeah. Florida I, people, you can send your thoughts and prayers. I'm just kidding. And I think it's because like the tech tree, I haven't seen one. I don't think it's a great tech tree, like compared to something like Assassin's Creed, John, which, you know, like Aussie's, right? Aussie's tech tree or not tech tree, but upgrade tree. Like there was distinct ways you could upgrade, like. I had times where, you know, the good thing about that was you could reset your points whenever you wanted to. So there were times where I would just decide to make Cassandra like pure Spartan warrior and just wreck people versus others where I was kind of doing a more stealthy from the shadows with the bow and arrow type thing and only come in once I've cleared out maybe like 70% of the troops or something like that, right? That, then then I would make my move um, versus maybe John was doing like poison darts and and you know, through the shadows completely up close. I have no idea. Um, but here I haven't, you know, while those are all there, it feels like once you have your options, 
there isn't a huge reason to deviate from it so far. Like, yeah, there are certain people that have like unique things to them. For instance, like employees in certain buildings, if they will, if you get one of them and you send them into a building, they'll be a little bit harder to detect. But it's also in this way where when I've experienced that, it wasn't something like where, say like Metal Gear Solid level of where, you know, I'm going to fool everyone I come in contact to unless I'm doing something that's obviously bad, right? It would just be like a random person start to notice or realize you don't belong here, which makes no sense a lot of times when you think of like companies where there might be a thousand employees and you're like, how often would you really care if you see someone that, you know, you don't see every day because you're like, you're just an employee at this place. Well, um, you bring up the point about possibly going in the areas with a lot of employees. Yeah. One thing that I, I'm glad I, I pulled up this video while you're talking. Mm-hmm. One thing that really annoys me is that everybody already has that little, like, it's like a white pin size dot above their head. Yes. That lets why you know. Can't, being- why can't though, that annoys me because right then I just watched this uh, video and there's like 20, 30 characters on screen and everybody's got little white dots over their head. It just kind of takes me out of the immersion. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I, don't know if you felt I, that I way. kind of find, I, I'm not, I, I'm fine with that because this is all supposed to be AR type stuff that's being overlaid by the fact that you're hacking them in. And you're so using, only you can see the white correct, dot. Correct. I mean, yeah, of course, but yeah. still, it just, uh, the game looks great. Like a mm. lot of the stuff I've watched and you're playing it on your. Just my Xbox one. Your Xbox One. How does X. it look on that? Do you do you wish you would have played it on PC so far? Yes, not because of the way it looks. Um, I think it looks very nice, and I'm very interested. Um, I was telling the guys earlier, to my knowledge, I don't know about the PS5 exclusives, if they've said anything about ray tracing at launch. Um, but to my knowledge right now, the only game this fall that I'm 100% certain, at least that I'm playing, that has uh, ray tracing is uh watchdogs legion not even assassin's creed um valhalla john me valhalla. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay thank you john yeah <laughs> um i was looking up at whether or not watchdogs is gonna have the, yeah but the thing. watchdogs is having ray tracing they've already confirmed that so i'm very interested just to see how it works right and then plus i i do want to have a number of these games um to test out and do things like quick resume and see how those work right yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't even think uh, Assassin's Creed is even doing ray tracing on no. PC. No, I think you're right. I think that's yeah. something that I would imagine whenever they do their next engine, right? That would probably be what the goal is. And listen, so I'm okay with not having ray tracing yet. No, I'm fine. I, I'm playing a lot of games that don't have it, and they look great. Yes, they. I mean, you know, um, it, it does add a little element, you know. But getting back to it, like the thing that's dragged me back is, you know, yeah, I have been playing a lot of PC games. So this is a game that obviously is pushing what the current consoles can do, right, to its max. And as a result, you also see what holds back the current generation versus PCs right now, and what will be solved here in the next ten to twelve days, depending if you're getting one or the other. Um, yeah, which is, you know. When I go from when I transition from outside London to then go into the actual dead sec headquarters, that's a load screen. That's like a 20 second load screen. And then to go back out into the world is like a 30 to 40 second load screen. And, you know, yeah, this will be the this will be the perfect test case for us um, 
Yes. When you when you get the Xbox. Yes. I, I mean. So that, is that is that why you bought it on Xbox? Yeah, I figured this could be a a realization, you know, or just to see yeah. what the differences are between generations. Like this, to me, makes the most sense of seeing it. Like here was A, here is B. Uh, I would also say, you know, if like John, I know you're probably going to get Valhalla on launch day, even if you don't have a PS5 or Xbox. I'm not sure if you're going to go PC route, but like I would imagine you could see the same thing eventually with that game, right? Um, it's definitely PC, I think. Oh, you're going to go PC? Awesome. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if I was in your boat, yeah, I'd be there with you. Because I, I had a great experience with uh, Odyssey on PC. Um, But yeah, like those are the parts where I see it hold back. And it does, for me personally at the moment, bring me down, right? But that's not... I, I can look past that. I can understand that's this generation and we're coming to the end of it. And I just have to accept that's the reality of these consoles compared to other things. Um, but I think the part that I have less of it in is just that so far what I've been playing, no matter whether if it's a side thing, like the recruitments or the liberation of these zones or the actual main missions, while some of the characters are interesting, some of the stuff they're talking about, like especially as first villain I've met, um, I'd have to say that, the missions themselves, they really do just feel a lot of repeat. And I haven't been challenged to step outside my comfort zone. I haven't, I maybe switched characters once or twice, but once I got this one guy, it was more about just tailoring him to how I wanted him to look for and, and act, right? Like, let me get the tech upgrades that I care about, which I feel like I've already maxed out what I care about on him. I could go unlock more things if I want, but. I'm not enticed to do so. There's like nothing here and I don't want to overly commit to them and unlock things that I don't care about with them because I I'm interested to see if later on I am forced to think outside my comfort zone. Right. And maybe then I'll have a surplus of tech points to make whoever the next person is that I feel I have to use. Right. To just boost them up to where they're operating at a level I want. Um, but yeah, big things I will say, upgrades that are definitely, I think, necessary if you're going to play this game. The SpireBot, just go ahead and upgrade that little sucker all the way. That way you can cloak it and hide it from people and you get the double jump so you can go to areas that maybe you couldn't get. And two, get the shroud because that basically makes it, you can't move bodies in this game, which is kind of weird to me, right? Like you, I, I knock you out. And then I can't pick up your body and hide it somewhere. So instead you get this ability you can unlock and it unlocks for all your characters once you get it, um, which is shroud, which basically puts a digital mesh over them and just makes them blend in. I don't know what happens when you accidentally walk into them and kick them. <laughs> I don't think they care about that because it's a video game. Um, but yeah, as far as London itself, it, it's very interesting. They are part of this because it's clear they have like a, a set of voices that they captured both men and women, right? Variation, maybe like about eight or nine different accents. And I'm, I'm guessing this is kind of a, a random, whenever you recruit someone, it probably just picks a random set from those voices. And sometimes it don't feel like it matches. Like when I have a little sweet old lady going, Hey, love, what are you doing here tonight? You know, like it just, it doesn't add up. And some of the, even the outfits I think are, might, might be uh, procedurally generated because like the same old well, little, never, you've never met my grandmother. <laughs> the same old little lady is like wearing these punk freaking, 
freaking uh, shoulder pad, like leather jackets. But then she's got on a nice little kind of like Queen of England hat to go with it. So it's just really <laughs> weird sometimes the combinations you see. Um, hey, hey, do you think this is, um, if, if you can even recall this or speak intelligently on it, do you know if this is a recycled map from Syndicate? It does look different. Um, it, it definitely looks, I mean, I would, I know it looks more modern and it has yeah. the neon lights and you know, the marquees and all that stuff. But I was just wondering if it's sort of the layout of it <sighs> just is just, it's just the syndicate map. I would say it would probably feel a little bit bigger and I would actually say yeah. the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the streets and such going down are more, I would say there's probably more variation, right. As far mm-hmm. as the paths that you're going down. Um, okay. It does do a good job. I mean, like, dude, going into that first mission, just like going in the parliament, you're like, this is pretty cool. I'm just standing in the middle of House of Lords right here, right? Or um, there was a really cool mission that I had to do, uh, and I was using my spider bot, where basically, because I couldn't climb up there myself, I'm directing the spider bot up all the gears and little tiny platforms around uh, Big Ben and stuff like that, right? Or um, just even going to Trafalgar Square, going to Buckingham Palace, seeing the, uh, was those ponds or whatever they're called there, right by there. It's like a big park. Uh, I Everyone in England's like, thanks, American guy. Yeah, right. Thanks. But like seeing all those things, <laughs> I think it's real. Your motherland, Chris. Like, yeah, yeah. where you're from, buddy. <laughs> there, like you, you see the London Eye, you know, um, and, and you do get the distinctions of like the various different boroughs that are within London, right? And their personality and all that. But, uh, other times when you're going to certain areas, it just feels like, well, this is this street of London and this is this street of London. And I, I imagine that's probably the way it really is in real life. Right. <laughs> when you're in a populous city, they're not all memorable, but it's very nice. Right. And it's very beautiful saying, of course it rains a lot because it's London. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out is, um, are they adding multiplayer later? It says it's there. I think now, but I haven't touched it, so I okay. can't comment on it. That's what she said. Hey, what? <laughs> so this, so this, so far sounds like a game that is um, kind of half baked in the sense that it gives you all these characters to play as, but it doesn't incentivize you to do it. Yeah, I mean, maybe someone who's playing different. I, I would think if you're going to play this more heads up, right? shooting maybe you might find yourself fiddling around with it more than i did um <laughs> but i guess i just like this play style um so much of from the last game and it just i would rather like to me the thing that makes watchdogs distinct is the idea of not having to go in and take people out yourself right i've played as solid snake I've played as uh, Sam Fisher and, you know, Ezio, right? I've done all those things where you're going in, you're just murking people left and right in the shadows, and that's cool. But the idea of, like, here of saying, well, I'm going to take this drone and hack it, fly around, mark every guy, see how they're moving around the in their, you know, routes, um, and then maybe – use this drone to go move this piece or that piece that's in the way, which unlocks a a vent that I can throw a spider bot into and, and move around where no one can even see the fact that I'm infiltrating them. Right. 
Um, or like one of the cool things the Spirebot does, if you don't want to be lethal, you can just have him jump up and he shocks their face and knocks them out. It's kind of horrifying if you think about it. Just imagine a mechanical spider like, suddenly is like on Sean's your taser. Yes, yes, right? <laughs> there you go. You found a way. You found I a way. I do have a taser, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. What color is that taser? Guys, it's called radio teasing or podcast teasing. You don't just give them all the information right away. Let's That's just, not know, a thing. Let's just say on it's a thing. Look, That's not a thing. Sean, let's just say on Wednesdays you wear pink. There you go. Um, movie reference right there. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I like that. And I wanted more stuff like that because that was in the last game, right? That's what was really alluring of the last game was this idea. I made Marcus non-lethal the whole entire time, pretty much. And for the most part, not in the room unless he absolutely had to be. Uh, but this one so far, I, I was hoping that would expand and I just haven't seen it yet you know it's not going anywhere yet i'm 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 more at this point concerned about like hey does the story take me somewhere that is interesting because i think that's going to be if if i feel like this game is redeemed and gets me into where i'm excited about again that's probably going to be where it is it's not going to be well let me ask you this you're uh just to reiterate you, mm-hmm. you told us before, and I told the audience, you're about 10 hours into the game. Yeah. About how long is the game I think from I've, what you've read? I, I think I've heard around 30 hours. About 30. So you're about a third of the way yeah. through. You know, yeah. math be hard, Joe. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> heard, I've heard once, though, the one thing I did here, and I will preface this, is that I've heard once I've completed this next section I've been in, right? Because I've yeah. been doing two things. I've been doing the story, but I've also gone ahead and tried to go around and unlock all the map because it shows certain things that you want. Um, I would say I've heard this, there's a difficulty spike that goes past this next section I'm doing now. Okay. So I I do want to also let you have the chance and Mm -hmm. I don't remember if we have done this before, but maybe this is a good way to button this up. Mm. Um, I was very excited to hear about the ensemble of characters you were planning to put together. Yeah. Why has that not happened yet? Could you tell I, the audience what that was? My my original thing was I was going to just have a bunch of beefy guys and a bunch of old grannies, and I was going to make the old grannies bruisers, and I was going to make the big beefy guys just be nerds that hack things. Yes, um, that, that was my goal. Was hilarious. Yes, that was that was my goal. <laughs> but again, like once I got into the reality, I was like, that's not really possible at this point. Nor does it make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So. You know, because I was thinking, like, I haven't seen this thing, and John, you, you'll understand. Like, I was expecting there was going to be something akin to Brotherhood or whatever, right? Like, where I'm sending these people out to do missions for me and let them bring back certain elements, whatever, you know, crafting gold, whatever, to increase my abilities through their actions. Yeah, That was yeah. exciting for me, and that hasn't happened yet. And that makes well, me sad. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I am excited. I, if it never makes its way back to this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. we did we did pencil this in as a part one, but let's just say something happens and they never hear about it. I'm excited to know. Like Xenoblade. I'll hear about, exactly. I'll hear about how, um, you know, you fin- if you finish this game and how you like it, or if I, I, I'll say this, if you don't finish it, I won't ever hear about it, and I'll know you didn't like it. I'll, I'll update finish people. It. I'll update people finish. once I finish it. Yeah, you're not going to play this game, John. Neither am I. As, as much as we want to. John, the way you look at your phone and you're frightened by it, you're never going to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. It's hacking you right now, means. John. It's now, hacking. listen, I'm going to leave this next part up to you. I'll give uh, it a score. Yeah, I normally 
Oh, when I play partly games, John has two. We'll give a score. I think you have two. Are you okay yeah. with just a provisional? Yeah, I have no problem saying that. Saying this is where I am right now. Um, yeah, six, six. I, Gotta give it a six. I'm five point five. I don't want to go that low. <laughs> no, because there are, like I said, six point eight. I think the setting, um, and actually the story so far has been somewhat interesting. Where it's going, um, like I said, I, I kind of didn't. Really, I glossed over it, but this first villain, she's like a, a kind of like crime boss person who's built off of this and she's like kidnapping people and harvesting organs to sell on the black market and all this kind of crazy stuff like that part of the game has been interesting so where that goes would be really cool um you know as i go down like i've even just met this other hacking sec and they've seen cool so i'm like hmm, wonder what that's gonna be but as far as yeah the main what was supposed to be the main draw of the game i think that's where it drops the ball so far i just haven't seen a reason to really want to go recruit all these London people and have this so-called Legion because there's nothing to really do with the Legion except switch out as you feel the need to switch out. Um, so right now for me, it'd probably be about seven is where I'm at right now. I'm, That's actually not bad. Yeah, and, not know, bad at all. Good to okay or okay to good. Yeah. Okay. I, I will say this. If you're not someone who has been won by watchdogs before, I don't think there is something here that is going to change your life in the way that cool. maybe Assassin's Creed Origin or Odyssey did for you for that franchise. Well, there you go. And that's very the well way done, it sir. Was. Very well done. Um, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll leave that buttoned up right there. We'll yeah. go ahead and get ourselves ready for news. Um, and uh, yeah, there's that. Election night in America continues on weekly games chat. <laughs> Let me put the theme in there. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. 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 It's fun like when that. they with a delay, you know, of the like almost like we're boys to men or something, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's very right. nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived at our news section of the program, like we do every week. To lead us off this week, we have none other than John talking about a delay. Fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that Far Cry 6 has been canceled. I mean, delayed. Oh. According to Ubisoft's latest financial report, Far Cry 6 has been pushed back into the uh, next fix fiscal year, or as Chris would say, physical the mm -hmm. announcement was made due to the impact of COVID-19 has had on the game's development. Yves Guillemot confirmed that Far Cry 6, I'm never going to get his name right, and Rainbow Six Quarantine, ironically, could have been released on time but for the pandemic. Far Cry 6 was originally planned for release on February 18th, 2021. It is no longer clear when the new release date will be. So, and as I understand it, Far Cry is typically released in March. I could be off on that. But, February, uh, March. Yeah. So this could be a nice little summer uh, summer surprise. Yeah. Um, I'm sure for I'm them. Always, I'm always down for the Far Cry series. Um, they can take my money. So <laughs> True. They are a good series. I feel like the one that's probably hitting them more in the wallet is going to be the Rainbow Six Quarantine, <laughs> just because that's the moneymaker, right? Yeah, yeah, that's their consistent... <laughs> So subscription based kind of deal. I would bet that will be the one that they will probably make sure comes out as soon as possible above all else. Above all the things. Yeah, you might. I think you're right on that. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, right. For the Alliance, 
World of Warcraft players, listen up. You already probably know this, but hey, some of you may not. So let's check it out. Shadowlands news. Uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft Shadowlands will be released on <laughs> November 23rd, 2020. That's a little less than a month uh, from today and also of its last release date of October 27th. Remember that got delayed. According to John Height, executive producer, quote, since we first told you about our decision to delay, we've, we've used the time to further polish the expansion and shore up the end game, including overhauling the combat and rewards in the mall. And reworking the covenant systems to make your choice woohoo, more immediately impactful and have clearer long-term goals. Now the team is in a great position to get things the rest of the way to the finish line before November 23rd. And as always, we're committed to working with you to improve the game for as long as you're out there playing it. End quote. Uh, there will also be a Shadowlands pre-launch event. It will be on November the 10th and we'll have players taking on, quote, a flood of the scourge. <laughs> uh, December 8th, we'll see the arrival of the first raid. Uh, it's going to be Castle Nathria. I love Theria. a good pre-launch. Castle Nathria. I, I thought the Covenant were in Halo. Am I wrong well, about that? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm just... Uh, John and I were looking at the schedule just of possible you know, darts of games we can cover. And we were excited to be reminded that, oh yeah, if we need Shadowlands, Sean will play it. There you and go. It's in November now. Yay. Yay. You think, you think you're, you think you're really, you'll really play this one. Oh yeah. I, mean, I played, this, I played, I played BFA. This one's a stretch for you. No, it's not. Is oh. uh scourge is scourge. The name of your, uh, no, that's no, no. Only when, no. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> not safe for work there, buddy. That joke. Uh, uh, in November, like World of Warcraft, we also have some games with gold Chris is going to tell us about. Hey, Microsoft has revealed their next set of Xbox games with gold for November. The lineup will be available for both the Series X and the Series S uh, for the whole month. Right now, you could get uh, Aragami. Ar sure. Aragami? I don't know. Um, Aragami? Yeah, sure. I don't know what that is. Uh, 1116 through December 15th, you can get Lego Indiana Jones. And for the first half of this month, so right now all the way to the 15th, you can get full Spectrum Warrior. I am not His going to get His name is Dr. Jones Doll. <laughs> Henry? Yeah. Um, we didn't bring that up. Henry Jones Yeah, that's Jr. I was fixing to pivot to that, you know, with the inclusion of Lego Indiana Jones. Uh, we did get news that Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery, passed away. Uh, and I saw today that Harrison Ford... You know, the star of Indiana Jones, of course. Yeah. Pay tribute to um, Sir Sean Connery. Hollywood lost a good one. Yeah. Rest in peace, Sir Sean Connery. I feel like the younger generation might not have as strong of an idea of who he is as uh, obviously our parents really grew up with him. But even us as kids, right, you know, yeah, uh, up until the point he retired in 2002, um, it was I, I would always go watch his movies. Yeah, they're good. He's a man. He's great. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Chris gave you news about Xbox, so I will now tell you about PS Plus games. Bug Snacks <laughs> has confirmed as PlayStation's five first PS Plus gym in November, alongside Middle Earth, Ooh. Shadow of War, <laughs> and Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition for PS4. 
Announced on the PlayStation blog, Bug Snacks will be available to all new owners of PlayStation 5 when the system launches in just a few short days, boys, November the 12th. That game will be available until January 4th of 2021. That's crazy. Remember we saw Bug Snacks and everybody was kind of like, I was like, what what the heck is this? It's a PS Plus game. That's (laughs) why I was already getting it for free. (laughs) Woo! It's probably um, one of those games that's high quality, but they just—it's one of those games you got to put in people's hands to appreciate. Yeah, so maybe watch, watch this game be the Rocket League of PS5. Like, oh my god, this game's great! You're probably you know, who cares Mario about? Kart. Why are you playing Spider-Man or Demon Souls? No, yeah, Bug Snacks is where it's at. It's mm. where it's at. Now, while Bug Snacks is going to be a launch title for that PS5, um, we all thought Halo Infinite was going to be a launch title for Xbox. It's not. Chris has some news on that. Microsoft's boxes for the Xbox Series X seem to think that Halo is a launch title. <laughs> it's true. <Wow. laughs> Chris Lee, Halo Infinite's project director, has left the project after following a delay that will see the release of the game next year, 2021. In a statement, <laughs> Lee said, <laughs> quote, I have stepped back from Infinite and I am looking at future opportunities. I believe the team... Uh, and am confident they will deliver a great game, and now is a good time for me to step away, end quote. According to a statement from Microsoft, quote, Chris Lee remains a Microsoft employee, and while he stepped back from Halo Infinite right now, we appreciate all he's done for the project to date. Does this spell trouble for Halo Infinite and its future? Only time will tell. I don't know. 343 is kind of the big mystery of all of them right now. Dude, you imagine if for some reason... Mm-hmm. They completely the backlash of what people saw from that that demo or gameplay, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. turns out it was. I mean, like you just mentioned, the game's on the freaking the literal box that you get your Series X in. Yeah. Uh, and then what if it never comes out or it's just a mess? That would suck. Three four three shuts down. <laughs> that would suck. I can't see introducing that. three four five. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty spot. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I hope they get it together. I mean, I guess you would just hope maybe of where it is right now, he doesn't have as much involvement with the project as maybe as a director would earlier midterm and like they're just polishing things and making it run better. And of course, really, I'm sure first and foremost, focusing on the multiplayer, right? Um, yeah. But like, you I would like hope, I guess the one silver line, polish, he's not... Geez. He's he's not leaving Microsoft, so maybe it's just one of those things where Chris Lee's like, look, I would rather work on something else at this point. I've worked on this for three years. I'm ready to move on from the Halo world and try something new. So who knows? Plus, you know, you got to think about about the fact that technically these guys are, I mean, obviously he's a he's an employee of Microsoft. He probably had another project slated already. And this game was supposed to already be in the can, so it, it it you know it's it's easy to jump on the bandwagon going oh Halo Infinite's in trouble, which you know it could it could very well be, but mm. that doesn't mean that this has anything to do with that. Yeah. You say potato, I say potato. Uh, while it's, I mean, for me personally, it is as I sit here right now, hard to imagine a world without Halo Infinite. I don't want to ever think of it. Um. I'm not the only person with those thoughts, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this was a, amazing. <laughs> this is the theme um, that was also, you know, said first by Todd Howard this week. Bethesda Game Studios director Todd Howard has said 
it's hard to imagine that the Elder Scrolls 6 would only be an Xbox exclusive game. Quote, I can't really project where things will be, except to say we've done those sort of exercises ourselves as an independent. If you look at every Elder Scrolls game, there has been some exclusivity on Xbox or with Microsoft. We've partnered with every game. Morrowind was basically a console exclusive. Oblivion was a long-timed exclusive. Skyrim's DLC, John DLC, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding, uh, was exclusive for a long period of time. We'll decide what makes the best sense for our audience when the time comes, and I can't really uh, project today what that looks like. That's the end of the quote. Howard went on to say that uh, we're a subsidiary, but we're still running our games and publishing everything that we have. The way, the way that we have. Sorry. That is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Um. Yeah, I I should say, like, when he said it's hard to imagine he was responding, it's like some people, like the interviewer said something like, it's hard to imagine for people that these games wouldn't be on PlayStation. And his simple response to him was, yeah, it's hard to imagine. So I, after reading what Phil said, they're not saying it, but it's screaming that this is going to probably just be a PC and console game. You know, it. I think a lot of people have wanted to believe that they would PC go PC and Xbox. I'm sorry, uh, PC I was like, and all yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> PC and uh, Xbox uh, game. I, I think that's what we'll see. We'll see it on the Steam Store. May see it on the Epic Store. I don't know about that as much. Um, but you know, I think they don't want to say it right now, and I don't blame them for wanting to not say that because of course things could change. Maybe, maybe games pass implodes, right? Maybe things don't go so well. Maybe the Xbox only sells, uh, 25 million consoles and they might revisit that idea. But I think for them, they're probably just viewing as we spent 7.5 billion for a reason. And it was to help get people on games pass. And you know, that's right. If, if you're making that much money off the dang thing, I, I don't know why you have to go give Sony this because you know if Sony had bought them, they definitely would not be giving them uh, an Elder Scrolls game despite their history with the uh, series at Xbox. You might not be wrong there, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in myself not knowing that a... Uh... <laughs> I completely missed that there was a Nintendo Direct two days before Halloween. Yeah. Like, did you know it was there, Chris? I I, I only it noticed it because of the third item down, and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." Just because, I mean, that's cool that they're doing that. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit disappointed with all of you um, for you many different reasons, not just this. But uh, let's just deal with this for the for the time being. Uh, here are the <laughs> highlights of the October 28th Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, a demo has dropped for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, let, let Mike know that. He knows. I did. Um, the demo will let players experience the action and story of the upcoming prequel to Breath of the Wild. All progress will be transferable to the game if you purchase, which Nintendo has been pretty good about that lately. Bravely Default 2, which I was anticipating um, to come out this fall, uh, has been delayed to February 26, 2021. Um, Hey. Hold on a second. Yeah. Control Ultimate Edition. Oh, hold on. He's gonna he'll get it. No. Oh, he's okay. trying to make sure 
All right. Control yeah. Ultimate Edition has been announced for Nintendo Switch and will be a cloud version of the game. The game will need a constant internet connection and a cloud version of Hitman 3 will also be available on Nintendo Switch, possibly in January. New footage was shown for No More Heroes 3, along with uh, the announcement that No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 are now available on Nintendo Switch. Both very popular titles, particularly the second one on the Nintendo Wii console. Nintendy. Back when you, me, and uh, everybody else were just Wii lads. You, me, and your mama too? Ooh. You and me? Hey, John. So, I mean, there was, you know, the, the fact that you guys missed this, I mean... There not a lot. I mean, there wasn't a lot going on in this. Well, I, caught, I just saw I the caught, demo and the the control part. That was it. And I was like, okay, cool. And, yeah. Well, I saw the demo for Hyrule Warriors. I saw it on like their socials. Um, yeah. I did not see the, the Bravely Default, but I too saw Control and the Hitman thing. So I saw the pieces of news. I just really get excited for Nintendo Direct Minis because it's the way they communicate with us, and I pride myself on that. So that the I let myself down. You know, that is the way. Yeah. yeah, you let yourself um, down and me. Off topic here, John, uh, because you, I didn't realize that's what they were doing with Hyrule's, but um, I heard today, you know... You didn't um, realize what they were doing with Hyrule? Uh, the demo, carrying over your progress. Oh. Um, yep. Dragon Quest XI S Edition, right? Aren't you interested in that? Well, I have it on Switch. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I, I heard today, apparently if you the demo is out for that now, uh, and apparently it's the same there. If you go ahead and you start whatever progress you make, we'll go to the main game next month. So that's pretty cool. I thought you that. wanted that Dragon Quest game where you build stuff. Dragon oh, Quest Builder? Oh, I have Builder? that too. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that you were like, cool. yeah. Yeah, I have that on PC. But uh, Dragon Quest uh, is uh, the demo. If it's anything like the, the demo they put on Switch, the demo is about 15 hours long. Oh, wow. So you've got, you've got tons of time to play this game. Um and it's well worth it. Hey, this remember all that game. time I took off for Cyberpunk in this month? Maybe I'll just play the Dragon Quest XI demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I think you'd really like it. I'm That's sure I would. Funny. I mean, it, I'm sure it's like classic Final Fantasy, which I always enjoy. Um, classic, classic Final Fantasy is like Dragon Quest. N- no. <laughs> no, John. No. Uh, hello. Hello. So, so peanut butter and jelly, right? Right? You're like, what just happened? <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Name, so name something else that goes together that merges better than peanut butter and jelly. I dare you. Squaresoft you and uh, Enix. <laughs> okay. You kept it in video game world. I kept Act- it in food. It's fine. Activision and Small Blizzard. Helpful. Well, like butter and biscuits, you know, like good stuff, right? Bethesda and, and Microsoft. X- maybe. I mean, yeah. Okay. I got a, a, another merger that we're going to talk about not food related uh, Activision has announced that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War War sorry will integrate with Call of Duty Warzone in December this is one month after the main game is set to launch the integration will come as Black Ops Cold War prepares to enter its first season just weeks after its November 13th launch uh, the Black Ops Cold War weapons and operators will be ma- uh, made available in Warzone as well as a battle pass and store content. Players will also be able to use their Cold War multiplayer loadouts in Warzone, and I know that John likes a good loadout. According to Daniel Allegri, COO, quote, we'll bring back, oh, I'm sorry, we'll bring Black Ops Cold Wars characters and weaponry in the free-to-play experience. 
along with substantial new content, ensuring that Warzone remains both a terrific experience and a powerful on-ramp for the franchise's premium content. That was just very hard for me to read and very wordy, just to say that it's coming together. Tighten up, like, newsroom. God. Like, no, no, I don't think it was John's fault. I think that was just... I didn't say it was John's fault. I said it was the newsroom. True. Said, the new, yeah, it that was hard. I mean, I was struggling, boys. Um, Sorry about that, you know? Words, you know? Words. Words. Sometimes they just be hard. No? Okay. It's just me. Um, So out of the three of us, Chris was the first person to play this next this next piece of news. It's a game. Uh, <laughs> I played it. Uh, John, I don't remember if you did play it. You did play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Played a little uh, bit. But we have an update about Anthem 2.0. Chris. Finally this week. It's not finally. That's why I didn't say finally. Oh, yeah. You dropped the ball. You son of a... Now people are confused. You made John, it look unprofessional. You, it's like it's almost, like we forgot. Almost you know, finally! <laughs> That's how I get out of that. You <laughs> shout them down. Uh, I'll, let's see. We got an Anthem 2.0 update. As we all know, Anthem is currently doing a major overhaul, and Bioware is sharing some more details. Improved Javelin gameplay and builds, Bioware is seeking more choice and experimentation with its loadouts. Anthem's UI appears to take a more Destiny-like approach and shows how items will now be categorized out of one of 11 available equipment slots. Buildies will also be unlocked, not drops, in order to help players get the build they want. Skill trees and artifacts, Bioware is playing with the idea of Javelins leveling up and earning skill points. This would unlock abilities, passives, and stat boosts. Uh, each specialization would have its own skill tree. Multiple specializations will allow catering for different styles of gameplay. Cool. Hope it That is goes cool. Well. I, I like that they're releasing tidbits of information for us. Um, I don't know if... I, I know I am, and I know John is, on the bandwagon of hoping the game does good. Not calling you out saying you're not, Chris, but I think we all are wanting the game to at least not be the hot mess that it was. I want because uh, I think you like the game. You know, there are things I liked about it, but I mean, at this point, it's been out, and I'm kind of like, okay, you had your shot, and I would rather Bioware just focus on Dragon Age and making a new Mass Effect game, and I guess also uh, the Old Republic for those who play it. All right, now, Chris, this is when you would say, finally, this week in your uh, FX, as John's going to give us the news. He was waiting for on AMD. I guess he said something. I did. I did. I'm sorry. He did. He did. We're good. Uh, AMD brings the pain. Uh, AMD's newest graphics cards came out swinging. The company announced its flagship Big Navi RX 6800 XT. The specs include 72 compute units, 16 gigs of DDR6 video memory, uh, 2015 megahertz, game clock and 2250 megahertz boost clock and 128 megabytes infinity cache the card aims to deliver 4k gaming at the highest settings and will compete with nvidia rtx 3080 there is also a lower spec card uh, the rx 6800 which will cost 579 dollars while the xt will cost 649 the company also introduced the top of the line card the Radian RX 6900 that will cost 999. 
Nine. Uh, this card comes in as much cheaper than its NVIDIA counterpart. Um, didn't watch the video, but saw a YouTube video um, indicating, and look, this is all just posturing at this point, but um, when, when it comes to these cards and their price points and everything, um, in, it's it's now time for, from an industry, industry standpoint for NVIDIA to be start uh, to start to worry about um, competition on the horizon. They're bad. Well, I'm sure Chris will counter if the cards, if the cards are good, yes. Mm-hmm. But but AMD has to establish a base of cards that are reliable, that don't fail yes. on gamers, that don't have driver issues. When they get that tightened up, and they have prices that that basically undercut Nvidia's cards and deliver equally the same and sometimes better specs, yeah, that's when Nvidia will have to worry. But we're not there yet. But we are close. Yeah, I feel um, NVIDIA, I, I don't think like NVIDIA and N- Intel are kind of the same here. Like Intel, I don't know what the heck they've been thinking these last couple of years, right? Where they had a huge advantage and they just every year would watch AMD become greater and greater and do nothing to really answer those concerns, right? Whereas NVIDIA to me has consistently always pushed themselves, but then also pushed to expand the kind of products that they're offering out there. Like, you know, they haven't even announced their 3060 line, but we all know that they're going to do a 3060 line next year. Um, and that of course will be something now that will factor in. Maybe they'll try to undercut, um, AMD on this. But I think the big thing that I'm interested to see, I, I finally saw they posted something as far as their, uh, their answer to DLSS. Right. And, Right now, I'd say until I see some evidence that, and I would be very shocked it will be as good as NVIDIA's at this point just because they've been doing it longer, right? Uh, Until I see that come in and what it can do and how it's helping the cards, I think NVIDIA still has a slight edge because of that. Because, like, the thing that makes the 3080 so enticing is that if you have that DLSS 2.0, the card is able to do so much because it's not having to render a 4k image for someone. Right. And it's doing it. It's done the machine learning to learn how to make that look way better than maybe it was two years ago when they first introduced it. Um, so (laughs) I'm, I'm interested to see like, you know, obviously they're just starting with this and we'll have to see what you get out of that as far as how your cards work. But it definitely, I, I give credit to them. Like, I feel like they've become the front runner in the CPU chip. And, you know, it very well could be just because they are a bigger company than NVIDIA as well. That like in two, three years time, right? When we get to that next generation that we are going like, wow, did they get past, you know, uh, or are they just, are they the new, you know, major conglomerate for all, uh, you know, hardware, tech for computers now like you you don't have a reason to not have a gpu and a cpu from amd so i'm interested to see where we go there but either way i think it's a win for everyone you know because i think there's some cheaper options here right now than what nvidia is offer offering and whereas before it felt like i think the last generation folks like john for instance who got the 5700 xt which is a great card for uh you know especially what it was priced at right much more so than maybe what you get out of um nvidia uh i think you know the one thing that felt like it was really missing to a lot of people was that ability to say look this can do ray tracing and it can do this and this 
now it feels like, well, they're at least answering those questions now. They've caught up. They're in the game now. So there's not something distinct that you can say that NVIDIA has over them at this point. And that's pretty awesome. And I think that's just good for everyone, especially if you're like a person who likes AMD. You know, I say what's good for everyone is that we just brought them news to their ears. Mm. Uh, and I got to say it was top notch. I appreciate the hard work of our news team. Yes. But now we have reached a point in our show where we pivot, pivot to emails, Twitter, and other forms of possible social media. So with that, um, our election coverage, uh, Weekly Game Chat continues. you peaked out in the beginning electronic mail of the future From if you want to be a part of the conversation and email us you can do so at weeklygameschat at gmail.com we have a couple of emails that we want to go over this week uh, and we'll let chris read an email from vince go ahead chris this email came from the year 3000 i'm always the gonna year find a way uh vince says hey hey it's always funny that I've pictured Chris as Tom Segura, John as Burt Crusher, and John is always the face of John Mayer with the body of Stallone from First Blood Part 2 before I actually saw what you guys look like. That's pretty spot on, except for the Stallone body part. Uh, what is your dream, your guy's dream game? Uh, like if a brand new IP were to come out, what would it have to be in order for you guys to play it in 20, uh, to play it 24-7? Thanks for the show. I love you guys. He gave us some nice little awesome rock, you know, icons there. And he says, P.S. John, I love you. Uh, John loves you too, I'm sure. I think he just realized he had to let something out of his house. Aww. Like like a, a puppy dog. That's really a tough question for me to know, like, what kind of IP would need to come out. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm very excited, like, about the Harry Potter game. It's like yeah. an open world. Yeah, like nice. If that if a Harry Potter universe game came out to be like an MMORPG, I think I'm done. Mm. I think you'll never see me again. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um It is hard to know. I mean fantasy always gets me. So, you know, Avow, as soon as I saw it was shown there, like that hooked me and I said, I'm going to play that for a hundred hours. So you know, anything that's like that where you give me an open world and fantasy, like classic fantasy, Western fantasy, I should say, not so much the the Eastern just doesn't do it as well to me. Yeah, um, Eastern stuff doesn't, like, I prefer WoW over Final Fantasy. That, yes, yeah. That's like, all you need to know about me. Um, But, you know, anything like that would get me, but besides that, you could just say the word Splinter Cell <laughs> and I would Splinter Cell you means my money. such and such. Chris yeah. is like, I'm in. Yeah. John, I don't know if you heard, but... um. Vince, aka Overblown Truth, did say, "P.S. Love you, John." Of course he does, and he's I love he does. Too. He he's, understands. He said yeah. he imagined you had a face like John Mayer with the body of Stallone from First Blood Part Two. Yes, and I told him half of that was kind of accurate. Yes, um, and now the, John uh, wants Stallone to hate body. me because he knows <laughs> what I'm probably thinking. <laughs> so my ideal game would be the Doom Slayer mm-hmm. inside Breath of the Wild. 
Oh, oh that would be cool. That's pretty cool. Murdering Lionels left and right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. What are the Lionels? Lionel. I don't think I've beaten my first Lionel yet, still, boys. I kind of want to do mod now where it's Lionel's, but <laughs> on top it's uh, Lionel Richie's face of the Lionel. So there you go. True. Lady. Do I go ahead and do the next one, Sean? Yeah, go ahead and uh, read the one from Ethan, Chris, while you're on. All right. Ethan writes in and says, hey, guys. Ethan again. Just wanted What's to up, say Ethan? thank you for providing us with content that can bring our minds back home. I won't try to bore you with the many details, and I'll try to make sure my sausage fingers don't type whatever they want. I work a very stressful job. My typical day lasts around 12 to 18 hours, and I'm not over-exaggerating here. I work 15 to 21 days straight driving the state of Nevada in the mining industry. I can't tell you how many times I've worked over there 24 uh, shifts due to sheer chaos. I just wanted to, I wanted you guys to know that even though most of my life is consumed by work, you help ease my mind by talking about something I love and you help me feel that not every single moment of my life is a sagebrush, dirt, and drill rigs. Sorry if the spelling's a bit wonky. It was perfectly fine. P.S. My brother is now working at the company alongside me and I am training him uh, if you could call him a silly name for me, I'm sure he'd be there to hear the sick burn. I don't know. Uh, Sean, you're, you're noob. <laughs> He's definitely noob McMiner for sure. Um, <laughs> that was pretty but I, I, if, if I knew if like, if Ethan had a handle in our discord chat, that would make it a lot easier too. Yeah. You know, um, old Spelunky Mc something just, it, <laughs> You can make it work, you know, uh, but shout out to you. First of all, you're a minor and you can write an email. So yeah, shut down all those haters that didn't think someone could do that. Mm. Um, two, uh, working that long. I'm, 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 I'm thankful that you chose us to be there for a couple of hours out of all those hours and days that you work. Uh, thank you for what you do. I don't know any other minor ever. Like I'm, and I know you kind of now. So thank you for mining. I know I am miner. <laughs> thank you for mining. Well, I, I, <laughs> dude, mining has to be done. Somebody had to do it, and Ethan's doing it. So that's kind of, kind of gangster. You and know? doing a My lot. Ethan is a miner. He plays Minecraft all the time. Mm. I, I think there was a basketball player named Harold Miner. Mm. Yes, I think he could like dunk or something. I like I said, remember. the only miner I know is Ryan Miner. Of the uh, John class. is okay. going to now read an email from Curtis. <laughs> Hello, Curtis. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Curtis. I'm a bit of an old school fan. I don't require a lot of engagement, and I admire from afar. But if it John, helped, that that's called a lurker. <laughs> but it, I know nothing about that. But if it helps content on the show, I'll give it a shot. I think you guys fulfill a need in the gaming community. Most other shows have the game show host on crack vibe going on. It's good to have regular guys just tell me about games I might buy. Exactly. Have you ever heard, Sean? Exactly. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, but I have no doubt that if you guys quit your jobs and double down on the content, you guys would be huge. Double you would probably cry yourselves to sleep at night from hunger pains and not knowing where your next check is coming from, but I think you guys could make it after a year or two. <laughs> so ramen noodles and uh, sugar water, and then we'll be good in about a year or two. Okay. I follow on Twitch <laughs> and all the platforms. I might not say anything, but I see the, and appreciate everything you guys do. Awesome. Before Chris quits from burnout. 
hmm. again. I wouldn't mind if he just came on the show and gave his 2K or Madden franchise. Yes! Sir Brooks, sorry for the length. Of that's that's one up, guy, Chris. You both. Game on, Kurt Jr. Kurt Jr., great email. Um, uh, fun fact about me, when I'm in like the Twitch community or anywhere else, I'm a lurker. I very rarely engage. Um, so I get it. You just kind of enjoy what the people are doing. And for you enjoying us from, as you call yourself, an old school fan point of view, thank you so much. And Chris is about to go on some rambling nonsense about for years. people. I have told these two that they have disrespected the sports gaming community and the beauty and majesty that it provides. It's, it's not that. And it's that. Listeners have spoken. They want girth. Brooks F, F that noise to the fullest. You hung up on Chris Love. He's not. He doesn't even exist anymore. Actually, he's you got back. Girth Brooks, which is phenomenal. You know. I'm not sure who I'm going to go with next gen. It is. What that's it is. that's a big debate. Patty McSpankinship <laughs> might might be a new name right there. I love it. Um, it's not as good as the name is D White Dynamite. I will tell you that much, and that's who we got our next email from. Um. He says, it's election week, gentlemen. That it is. Election coverage brought to you by Weekly Games Chat. And in the light of the inevitable, we're not talking about politics at all. And in the light of the inevitable drama, I think the listeners all have the same questions. Who are you? Never mind. What video game have you played most accurately mirrors the current, let's call it election or political landscape? Hmm. P.S. One of my best buddies and I are voting for different candidates, but we agreed in the name of Unity to buy the loser a fancy bottle of liquor of their choosing. I think it's a good move unless your friends are, are voting for, I'm not going to say the name because that would then spill who you're voting for. You may not care, but you know, we're going to keep it, you know, vague. And in that case, apology, apologies to that group. And I hope you ha- uh, enjoy a bottle of Kentucky's finest. Hey, uh, it's funny. Chris and I have a friend who uh, is voting a certain way. Chris and I may be voting on the same line. Maybe we're not, but we also made a similar bet mm-hmm. where we're going. Actually, the bet wasn't even on who we're actually, voting for. Actually, my bet with him has evolved from your bet. So see, it, yeah. we do the same thing and it's going to be lunch. And yeah. he tried to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to order the most expensive thing. I was like, first of all, we, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. You, you get the same thing you always get and I'll buy your lunch. But yeah, it's good to see that man. And it is election game, weekend. Though? Let's see. What game most? Yeah. Doom. Doom Eternal very much. Uh, I'm going to go with how The I Last feel of about Us this 1 election. or 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this election. Doom Eternal. <laughs> uh, I, I Like I said, I finished Last of Us 2, and there was a world of just... It was a... John, do you have a, a game that kind of fits the political climate? I thought you guys would say like Bioshock Infinite or something. Nah. That doesn't fit. No. I remember that being like very, it had like banners and it reminded me of America. 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 Nothing, John? John? Nothing, nothing. comes to mind. I, I'm not really tracking with the analogy. Yeah. Well, but, um, I will, well, the, I will what, offer what, this though um, to what he's talked about. Me and John have always had different views and opinions. I'm sure you all have all figured this out by now. But with elections, we always take it with a grain of salt. I don't think we have ever rubbed it in the other guy's face the next day. And we've made bets and honored them and, you know, been able to shake hands and move on the next day. So just, I'm really glad that there's someone else out there who has that with his friends, because you sometimes out here, you have two people that have different ideas and 
you just wonder, does anyone else do this? Right. So it's nice to hear of an example because I really do appreciate that part of me and John's relationship. Uh, Chris, I, I meant to tell you that uh, depending on how things go tonight, I might never speak to you again. <laughs> I might be in a cave that gets sealed off for four more years. I don't know. <laughs> John, we have one more email uh, at Weekly Games Chat, which is at gmail.com. It's from Chris. Could you read that hey. before I pivot over to emails over at Weekly Games Chat? Hello, guys. Hope all is well. Just a heads up. Resident Evil 7 is on PS now as Ooh. well. Have a great day. And as always, your mom's box. That's my line. That's exactly the right use of your mom's box. It's meant to be the last thing you say. Uh, and technically, Chris does it right every week because it's the last thing you're saying. You're not sure when you'll be back on. You know, he has been a ghost for some time now. Um, I'm going to pivot over to discord and if you want to be a part of the community reach out to us either an email or you can find definitely find a way to ask us for an invite which will get you one uh, and our listeners have uh, kind of started posting emails in the believe it or not email section of our weekly game chat discord just like punkhead did today um he said i meant to write this a few episodes ago when you were doing your top three games of this generation I'm wondering if you're able to differentiate between the top games and most fun games. I really, really, really enjoyed Spider-Man, as I say it, Spider-Man, from the music to the action and web-slinging through the city and the story. Man, that ending. A Way Out, that was that Prison Break co-op game, if you remember, Chris and I played it together. Let's go play That was baseball. a lot of fun, too. The mini games were top-notch. Mm-hmm. A guacamelee too, as well. Yes. Off the top of your head, do you guys have some fun, memorable games from this generation? I definitely would go with Spider Man on there, and I yeah, think Spider Man was super fun. Just to answer his first part, where he said, "If we're able to differentiate, that is one of the differences." Because you know, while I definitely think that God of War was the more important game and the bigger breakthrough, I think personally, I probably had more fun overall with Spider Man. Than, than just most games this generation because it gave me the things I want. So I will say, yeah, I do think that's something there. But, you know, um, most For fun me, games. I'll let you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead. My game of the year last year was Blood and Truth, a VR title. That game was both amazing and f- I could not stop playing it. It was so fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of music games. I bought... Good, I think it was Guitar Hero Live this generation. Oh. That game was fun. It just didn't work. You know, and sometimes it bees like that. Sometimes a game is super fun and it it just kind of dies, you know, because it's maybe the oversaturation in the market. I'm trying to look at the physical games I got now. Oh, John, we thought Disney Infinity was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there are so many games for me to that I think of when I think of games that I absolutely love and and I've had so much fun playing that I understand may or may not be uh game of the year caliber like Wolfenstein, Youngblood, uh <laughs> Rage 2, mm. Dying Light. Dying Light is one of my most beloved games of this generation that my wife taught me to play. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but um I was like I don't understand why, how this works and she freaking explained it to me like a PowerPoint presentation. Um, but, um Splatoon oh, two oh yeah. and uh Captain Toad Treasure Tracker were two just fun games for me that I never sure. really okay. talked about. Um you know? Hollow Knight yeah, would definitely, definitely be a big one I think some people missed. Uh dang it, Star uh, 
Dang it. What was the name of it? The farming game. Starlink Battle for Atlas. What? No. Stardew Star- Valley. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Thank you. That's a great pick, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that really, really just could sink hours. And and I know these guys won't say it ever, but for me, you know, there's a reason why I buy them every year, and it's because it's fun to me, and that's NBA 2K. Like, those yeah, are always fun. For sure. Uh, Destiny 2 has, for me, been a game that Chris is going to be like, you started playing it again today. Yes, but <laughs> it's been a game that's just been super fun. And for some people, it's been their top game. Cap. Um, who knows? Yeah. It, yeah. But great, great email, Punkhead. You really, you really brought it today. I appreciate that. Uh, we're trying to wrap up, which we I never do, but, you know, for the sake of the election coverage and being election day, and the show. I'm going to pivot over to Twitter now. You can find us at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. To be honest, I mentioned earlier that this is how, or, or if you wanted to get a Discord invite, this is how people have been doing that. This is the way. Uh, this is the way. Um, so we have a direct message from our friend at Nat the Gooner. Ooh. Hi, chaps. I have a daft question for the pod. That means <laughs> that means something in England, John, you know. Can you play the Red Dead 2 disc on the PS5? And if so, would it look and run any better than the PS4 Pro? I generally don't know this. Chris, do you know I, I have not heard or nor have I seen any confirmation from uh, Rockstar on this. I mean, we know that GTA 5 is coming to PS5 and uh, Series X. I don't know if you have to rebuy those. I, I, even with that, but you know, it very well might suck. be knowing, knowing, uh, 2k since they are the ones that publish those games it is very possible that they might be like, we should release these again. And it's really funny. Money. Cause a couple of messages back, uh, he 100% completed the game. So nice. That was red dead redemption too. Uh, also Chris, could you give a mini review, uh, on your OLED TV compared to your old LCD? Yeah, it's um I think the interesting thing with the OLED is it's not near as bright as those classic um like for instance my old school uh Samsung that I had before this, but the thing that's really distinct about it is more so the uh the fact that like blacks on this truly are pure black. They just are uh, you know, it, and it's really striking, like when you're going through something like say gears of war, um, where you're like, maybe you have the blue light shining, right. And everything else around you is darkness. You really do feel that sense of trap, uh, you know, claustroph being claustrophobic because you just can't see that much around you as far as your surroundings. Um, also the, the fact that it's got the instant response, it just knows, Hey, he started up a game. Let's switch from the Xbox being on a regular video mode to vi- to being video game mode is a really nice plus. I haven't been able to do 120 hertz yet, so I can't tell you. Um, but also Dolby Vision's in there, and I'll tell you this. If you see a TV that has Dolby Vision, I highly recommend it. It has made everything I've been watching, especially like The Mandalorian this past week, look just completely beautiful in 4K. So true true uh if you've got Uh, the money go pick it up it's not something that's essential you know don't go spend the money if you don't have it is what i would tell you but if you do it's definitely a really nice investment to have for your living room uh finally he says also the ted lasso series is great has the character been around for a while in the u.s thank you all thank you nat for that direct message i have no idea who ted lasso is i believe he is new here might be new here so that might answer that Lane. shout out yeah, to cd August. it's uh it's jason sudeikis's new show on apple tv 
Uh, shout out to CDH Myers. Uh, messaged us and said, yo, I hadn't listened to a full, po- full podcast in a while. Ooh. Uh, but thanks for that shout out at the end. I guess he had followed us and we gave him a shout out. Love the podcast. Have you tried the Ghost of Tsushima Legends update? I have not. Also, wouldn't mind the Discord invite. I told you guys this is where the where it happens. He did promptly get a Discord invite and is now a member of our community. Nice. Boys, did you try the update? I did not. I have not either. Um, I was actually going to say, Sean, whenever you're ready to play, let me know. Maybe we can try that out together. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be really fun. Uh, and, and, and in lieu of today, I posted, you know, it was voting day in America. I'd loved the uh, GIF or GIF, however you say it, that Mr. Underscore Maidson put out to us. It is Chris Farley saying, so I guess, <laughs> uh, let's see. So I guess you guys should vote, you know, because uh, voting kicks arse, right? Yeah. And Chris Farley's like going crazy on stage. It's perfect. Um. Uh, C C E more 94 had a rough day. He tweeted that he was getting, I think he was going to his car. Oh no. And his coffee spilled. That was just, oh, yeah, that's no. what it was. I dropped my coffee while putting my stuff in the car this morning. I can tell this is going to be a good day. He's being funny already. I said that was no bueno. And he said that, yeah, his wife had just made it. He was more hey, sad than mad. It's more sad than mad, which I told a story. And if you're coffee drinkers, maybe you've done this. I once made coffee with no coffee in the filter. It Oof. was not all the same as what happened to him, but still devastating when you're a coffee drinker. I told him today was going to be uh, a, a kick arse good day. It was election day. It's a taco Tuesday and we're recording the podcast. Also, it's not Monday. So win, win, win. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, let's go see if we've got anything else. Uh, I want to say that. Oh yeah. Chapman Maddox, our fa- our friend Chapman Maddox. Um, had mentioned he did not like pudding earlier in the week. He's over in jolly old England, I think. I I thought he was just talking about like pudding packs, and I was no. like, bruh. Then he posted some crazy pictures of like Christmas pudding and sticky toffee pudding, and it just looked disgusting. I actually I gotta disagree with him on that. You think it's delicious? Yeah, my uh my British grandma she used to bring that whenever she would come visit us every year, and it's freaking. Some of those are like, it's like a bunt cake. That's basically what it is. It's, it will have different filling. Than you might have like me that. back on the old bandwagon of English puddings. Yeah. Um, we have no new followers this week. That's fine. We are almost at 400 unique followers on Twitter, which I think is fantastic. Uh, once again, to recap, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Weekly Games Chat. If you want to send an email, our official inbox is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of our Discord community, which is thriving and the bees knees, mm. just kind of let us know and we'll get you in there and it'll be fun times for all. Uh, shout out to everybody for a great show today. Chris, what episode was this? 280. 280, ladies and gentlemen. It's voting day. It's a taco Tuesday. All the things I mentioned before. We thank <laughs> you so much for listening to our show. John has yawned a record. 68 times during this podcast it's true he's he's ready for the results election coverage is now ending at weekly games chat today we're going to pivot to the real news guys we thank you so much hold on chris pulling up the map mother (laughs) (laughs) chris i'll simply say game on game on sean game on john game on chris i mean i just had a moment because tinley talked to me game on john 
Game on, Sean. Game on. Y'all both were quiet. That's hilarious. Tell me, do you want to say game on real quick? Say game on. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'll simply say, we're, me and Tinley are going to say this. Peace out, everybody. Tinley. She didn't pick up. You didn't pick up. Do it again. Come here. Peace out, everybody. Perfect. Good job. Your mom's bones. <laughs> and thug life. <laughs> <laughs>